Welcome back to the program. The Bill Michael Show brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Big weekend coming up. AFC, NFC Championship Games. We know as Packers fans, we wish we were there. And uh, we wish that uh, Aaron Rodgers was partaking, but uh, a lot of uncertainty now about the Packers organization. But two good games on tap. Cincinnati, kind of the underdog, going in against uh, Kansas City down at Arrowhead. And then you've got San Francisco on the road taking on the Rams at SoFi, which will be hosting the Super Bowl this coming year. And uh, joining us now, a guy that's uh, no stranger to winning a Super Bowl, I'll tell you that. Uh, he has traveled somewhat uh, with Baltimore and then with the NFL Network, now with Herm Edwards and the staff out there at Arizona State. Welcome him in. Coach Brian Billick joining us. Coach, how you been, pal? Uh, doing great this morning. I, I got to ask you, I heard that you, uh, for, a, for a guy that didn't like golf, you're now all in, that uh, the golf game is all you. Oh yeah, I'm, I tell you what, I've got the bug, and, and like everything, you know, I tend to be uh, obsessive compulsive, and uh, but no, it's great. I'm enjoying it, and uh, you know, my problem is I'm, I'm I've gotten to where I can get on in regulation, but that I can five putt any green in America. I am the worst putter in America. I am the worst putter. Uh, I mean, it's that's the next challenge in my game. Well, I guess it's good uh, then that they have all of these Super Bowls in warm weather climates, so you could uh, bring the clubs with you, do a little golf in between, doing some analysts uh, stuff along the way. How do you like the new sure. gig for uh, Arizona State, by the way? Well, just getting started. I'm excited about it. I am. Uh, I did the Hula Bowl early in the month. Mike Smith, who's my brother-in-law, and of course the former coach at Atlanta Falcons. He kind of put that together and uh, had a great time, had a great staff. I had Wade Phillips was my defensive coordinator. Mike Tice was my line coach. Kevin Sumlin was my receiver coach. Carnell Lake and Mark Collins coached on the defensive side. So we, we had a great time and really enjoyed the kids. And uh, Herm Edwards, Ray Anderson, who's the AD out there, and my longtime lawyer and agent, uh, of course, Marvin Lewis is out there. And they approached me about – you know, coming out and doing kind of off on the offensive side, what Marvin has done for them on the defensive side. And the more we talked about it, it seemed intriguing uh, and uh, seemed like the right thing to do. So I'm excited to get about going out and seeing where I can help. Well, congratulations there. I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about, obviously, an AFC and an NFC championship week. You know all about this. Uh, it, let, let's start from the AFC side. Uh, Kansas City, a team that has been to the Super Bowl now two times in the last two years, looking for a third fourth straight AFC championship game, Cincinnati, somebody that is not familiar with this at all. This is a franchise that, quite frankly, is a little bit surprising to be there with Joe Burrow being this young. Give me your thoughts as both sides gear up for this matchup down at Arrowhead this weekend. Well, it's going to be a great matchup, I think. I mean, typically when we talk about a team taking on Kansas City, at some point we're talking about, well, and if the game turns into a track meet, then, then this is going to be an issue. And that's the challenge when you play what they do offensively. I mean, obviously, how great was that game between Buffalo and, and, and Kansas City going oh, yeah. up and down the field? But in this regard, I, I think Cincinnati, they may be going, you know what, if it's a track meet, we're fine with that because uh, we feel like we can keep up with them offensively. And if it's just a matter of who has the ball last, we're okay with that too. So, I mean, who's been better over the last month of the season? Uh, end of the season and in the postseason than Joe Burrow. He's been just absolutely spectacular. Uh, so, yes, this is a big moment for them. Uh, Kansas City at home, they've been there. So you got to think, okay, this should probably go Kansas City's way. But Cincinnati and, and, and Joe Burrow are playing at such a high level. Uh, this, this could be a good game. Looking at that, and my biggest concern is the offensive line for Joe Burrow. Nine sacks, he was hurried uh, 11 times, knocked down like 12 or 14, if I read correctly. 
when you've got an offensive line that is just that porous, what do you do as a play caller? How, how do you how do you kind of try to patchwork that thing together? Well, it is a concern, but evidently it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Because having said that, with the nine sacks, he was twenty-eight of thirty-seven for three hundred and forty-eight yards. So, so basically, if if he wasn't getting sacked, he was completing the ball uh, with big plays down the field. Did have the one turnover. Uh, of course, Ryan Tannehill had three turnovers, so that certainly was the difference in the game. They had five explosive plays, plays of twenty yards or more. So. Yeah, I think it's, you know, no, you don't want them to get hit that much, and they've got to address it. And Kansas City and Steve Spagnola, they can dial up some of those pressures. But I'd be a little careful about pressuring too much because they, they, Joe Burrow may invite that and it gives them an opportunity for a big play down the field with the excellent receivers they have. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, you've got a guy in Zach Taylor who is up for coach of the year and then obviously Andy Reid and what he's capable of doing and, and what he has done in getting there and kind of being a very smart, calming influence for his guys because he's been there, done that. Do you give the coaching edge to, to Andy Reid because of the been there, done that? Or do you go give it to Zach Taylor? Because sometimes you don't know any better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could look at it that way. Uh, you know, certainly Andy Reid. The thing, the strength of Kansas City right now is – just that, yeah, we have been there, and we've never been at. You know, we're never out of it, no matter what adversity they face. And you remember last year uh, in, in their run in their playoffs, uh, they had to come from behind in so many instances. This year, they've had to do a little bit of that, and so. But it was hey, no problem. Thirteen seconds, you know, uh, uh, go the length of the field. Sure, we can do that. Um, so that that confidence that they have because they've been in those situations and answered the bell. Certainly, it's a big part of that. So, you know, because something's going to happen in this game. And you're right. Kansas City, they've been they've been time tested. So, you know, they're going to be fine when when they hit that rough spot. I'm talking about Cincinnati now when that's, you know, you weather the storm, so to speak. Can they weather the storm and not panic and and still uh, still keep the game close? Speaking of coaching, and this is something that's somewhat puzzling, but they've had different teams. They've had different personnel. Shanahan has never lost to McVay. Can you have you ever been in a situation like that where, as a coach, personnel has changed, but there was just one guy that, for whatever reason, was able to get your number? You know that it, it's interesting it, it, that it, because obviously they play each other so often. Uh, clearly, uh, San Francisco has been through upheaval in personnel because of injuries, and uh, and and the mindset's going to be interesting for the Rams going in because they're obviously playing very well. They're at home. They know they can beat San Francisco, but they just haven't. It's a little – I reminded – what was it? Years ago, Ely Nastasi had lost like 24 times in a row to Jimmy Connors, and, and the next time they played, he said, nobody beats Ely Nastasi 25 times in a row. You know, that, that, that was his <laughs> mantra. You know, we're going to – so I can, I can kind of see uh, McVay going, nobody beats us seven times in a row. That's going to be our battle cry as we go in. Uh, but San Francisco's plan is, is very simple. When, and when they execute it, when, when – uh, Garoppolo can stay in that 25-30 pitch count, not turn the ball over, and uh, they can run the ball, play solid defense, play in those tight margins, take it down to the end. That's the game they want to play, and they've been very successful. The Rams are capable of playing that game. The key to me, as it was last week, was uh, Matthew Stafford. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over and put San Francisco on a short field, 
I think I think the Rams are going to be in great shape. And and last week against Tampa Bay, you know, uh, and and ultimately the way Tampa Bay came back, but he didn't turn the ball over. He's 28 of 30, 366 yards and two touchdowns. So yeah, that that's the game they need out of Matthew Stafford uh, to make sure that they don't play San Francisco's game, which is get a turnover and put them on a short field. I uh, I obviously want to ask you about the game that, uh, you know, the Packers were in and then ultimately lost. We saw both phases, offensive and uh, special teams, fail. But I, I, we were all a little bit shocked, obviously. Everybody just thought, uh, you know, the Packers were going to kind of roll through this. And now the offseason begins with Aaron Rodgers. And you and I have talked a lot about this. So so how do you approach this as the organization? And from what you've seen outside looking in with the relationship mending that's gone on between Brian Gutekunst and Aaron Rodgers and such, how would you approach this offseason? Well, kind of like any offseason, particularly if you have a quarterback that is the stature and at the age of, of uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, because this is always, you know, whether it was we just saw Ben Roethlisberger retire, questions, is Tom Brady really going to come back? Yeah, you have to address it as an organization. The issue, and that's just in general, is this guy going to leave either by retiring or does he want to go someplace else? You know, let alone the issues that they, and I, and I can't imagine that now having gone through the entire season together, being in the building day with one another, all those issues we talked about going into the season, I can't imagine that they haven't been somehow resolved. If they haven't, they're certainly not going to be resolved over the next month or so. So I would imagine that, that, uh, what they're going to do is probably pretty apparent to them and, and Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, after all this time, what that is, we'll find out. Uh, with you had mentioned uh, Tom Brady, obviously Roethlisberger calling it a career, Rodgers coming towards the end of his. It's kind of a changing of the guard, isn't it? When we saw Josh Allen and, and when we saw Justin Herbert this year and what he was capable of doing. And really, it's kind of like Matthew Stavert is the, the, the mid-range, the last of the old guard right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have this great influx of young quarterbacks that are playing so well right now. Uh, you know, a healthy Lamar Jackson, you throw into there, Ryan Tannehill, notwithstanding uh, uh, the last game with, with Tennessee, has stepped up and played well. I mean, they're just not a good young quarterback play. Matthew Stafford is interesting. I mean, Matthew's, we, we talked about can you Cincinnati big enough to step up into the moment. A lot of people say, okay, this is a big moment for Matthew Stafford. Can he step up into it? He's played a lot of football. And, and it was always interesting to see. I was going to be interested to see how he meshed with the Rams to be in a place where he doesn't have to throw the ball 700 times a year uh, like he had to in Detroit every year to have the balance, to have the good defense. Obviously, they're playing well. The big key is, and he's had some interceptions over the last four or five weeks prior to the playoffs um, and, and didn't against Tampa Bay, and that was huge. And, and that's going to be equally as important, obviously, in playing San Francisco. Coach, it's always great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate your time. Best of luck out at Arizona State. Uh, are you are you heading out to L.A. or are you going to beg this one off? No, no. I uh, of course I'm not doing anything for the network anymore. I was done with them in July, so uh, no. I'm in fact I'm heading down to Arizona and going to uh, kind of start that process a little bit, and maybe play a little golf and uh, and enjoy the the weather because it's uh, well maybe 12 degrees here in Columbus. Oh, geez. Maybe when we uh, head out for either spring training or uh, Super Bowl next year, we'll uh, we'll hook up and find a golf course and then slap it around a little bit, okay? We'll do it. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Take care. Hey, by the way, how are, how's X-Tech Pads going? Because i got to ask you about that because that company has just boomed. Oh, we lost him. There you go. I wanted to get that in, too. 
X-Tech pads, by the way, and I, I, I was remiss in not mentioning them, but uh, he is one of the founding members of a company called X-Tech pads, which I've talked about numerous times in this program. If you've ever seen Google on YouTube, uh, X-Tech pads and the demonstration, if you can find the one that Bob, uh, by the way, uh, who is the, uh, the, one of the, the founder, the president of X-Tech pads, um, if you can find Bob's uh, demonstration to Urban Meyer, it's amazing. It's amazing. Go there and, and look at it and, and see it, and, and it's amazing to see him smash his hand with a helmet. I mean, just smash his hand with a helmet. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, just pull his hand away and shake hands with Urban Meyer. And Urban Meyer right then and there is like, okay, we got to have those. So X-Tech Pads, if you just go there, you can type in the uh, promo code COACH. Uh, you get some uh, get some cash off, which is always fantastic. If you've got a young one getting ready to get involved in football, X-Tech Pads are far superior. They just are. It's amazing to watch the demonstrations. Shoulder injuries seem to be a thing of the past when it comes to uh, X-Tech Pads as far as the numbers go and statistics. So check out our friends at X-Tech, X-Tech, T-E-C-H, X-Tech Pads. And check it out for yourself. But it's it's absolutely awesome. It's an awesome pad, and I wanted to make sure we got that in because X-Tech Pads uh, is the one that brings us Coach Billick all the time. So thanks to them as well. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Take-home meals. If you're looking for something tonight, it's going to be cold. Maybe, yeah, you just don't want to go out and do anything, but you don't have anything in the house. Head up to Quick Trip. They've got those peel-and-eat meals, man. They're good to go. You can get yourself a pothole pizza, get some really good fried chicken. Uh, if you're going to sit home and maybe watch something tonight on the tube and you want a beverage or two, head into the beer cave. They have that as well. They have wines. They have some liquors there, too. A lot of different things over there at Quick Trip. Stop in and see our friends there and uh, and tell them, you know, hey, I heard it about on the Bill Michael Show. By all means, stop in. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Two of the Bill Michaels show on this Friday leading into the conference championship weekend. Conference championship weekend, AFC, NFC championship games coming up on Sunday, uh, which I'm looking forward to. Can't wait. It's weird to have. It's weird to have the weekend off. I mean, a bye week is that's something you look forward to. You know, this is this is not <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, this is not, not what I was expecting this weekend. I was expecting to be doing a green and gold post game show coming up on Sunday, leading us into what I thought would have been a Super Bowl run. So coming up on Thursday night would have been a hell of a huddle to round out the season. And then off we were, uh, next a week from tomorrow, uh, we all leave the staff leaves for, uh, LA for Super Bowl. So we were kind of going in that direction, thinking that would be the path, and unfortunately it's not. We're going to be talking with Connor Orr of the MMQB and Sports Illustrated coming up here in just a couple. Uh, he says that Nathaniel Hackett is a great hire for the Denver Broncos, even if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come with him. So we're going to talk with him about that. 
um, and, and and so much more uh, regarding the NFL. But we'll uh, be chatting with him coming up here momentarily. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders. And uh, we thank them for being a big part of the program. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call, 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. You can check out low-T treatments as well. And in addition to that, they have the all-in-one weight loss program and health program over there at New Mail Medical. But you can't do anything if you don't call. Again, one phone number for all the locations, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Bring him in now from the MMQB and SI. Our buddy Connor Orr is joining us on the hotline. Connor, how you doing? Well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so I want to get to the uh, the piece that you wrote about Nathaniel Hackett and uh, the fact that the, the Broncos obviously bring him in, and you think it's a really good hire, even if Aaron Rodgers does not show up uh, on the backside, so to speak. Give me your thoughts, first of all, on Nathaniel Hackett and what he can do for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, Nathaniel was our number one coach in our preseason head coaching list. Uh, he was our number one head coach in our end-of-season uh, coaching list, and I think what um, makes him stand apart out of all these other guys is just the fact that, you know, he's so versatile. I mean, he was at Syracuse University running a Buffalo Bill-style K-gun and got Ryan Nassib drafted. That was their first quarterback draft prospect, I think, since Donovan McNabb. Uh, you know, went down to Jacksonville and ran an offense with Blake Bortles that made the AFC Championship game. And so, you know, to say that he's just Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator, I think, is, is a little bit of a misnomer. There's a pretty impressive uh, track record there going into that, not to mention you just talk to players who have worked with him in the past, and, and guys love him. I mean, he's just uh, – he lights up a room, and I think that's really important uh, during the day-to-day grind of the NFL season. So with everything you just stated about him being a head coach – what does that do as far as the loss, do you think, to Matt LaFleur's staff? Well, I, I think it's a big loss because, you know, we've seen coaches before. Schematically, you can replace guys, but can you replace the energy? Can you replace the sense of humor? Can you replace the lightness that they bring uh, uh, to an environment? And I think that's what we're really uh, going to see here is, is Matt LaFleur going to be able to replace that personality? Because, you know, that, that offense is that offense. I think that you're going to be able to find smart people, and a lot of people want to be associated with this offense and run this system. But are you going to find a guy that's going to be able to work with Aaron Rodgers, make everybody laugh, you know, get everybody involved in the game plan, keep everybody's hands in the pot? I think that's going to be kind of the interesting scenario there. Now, uh, when you look at this team, I, I want to go to the Packers side of things for a, a moment. Moving forward, you would assume there's going to be an ascension from within. Luke Getzey's going to go to the offensive line or the offensive coordinator position. Butkus goes to the line. They're going to have to bring in some people from the outside. But this team is facing some serious salary cap issues. Obviously, we, we await Aaron Rodgers and his decision, what he wants to do and whether or not they can kind of come to an agreement. Uh, is this kind of a, a – are we sitting on the precipice of either a continuation or a major turn in Green Bay? Well, I, you know, it all remains to be seen. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, this year that he was going to kind of make everything easier on them. He wasn't going to, you know, kind of stress the system and – uh and push it to its limits like he did last year. I think he proved his point, and he did what he needed to do. But we'll see. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if 
the way that things ended leaves a sour taste in his mouth. I don't know if he's developed a new appreciation for Green Bay. I mean, that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we've seen that throughout the course of the year. He's not afraid to say what's on his mind, but sometimes, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that we always know what's going to be on his mind or we know what's, that's going to be consistent from uh, last week or the year before that. And, you know, we're all like that sometimes. And so I think it's going to be fascinating just to see, you know, what, um, what he ends up deciding. Talking with Connor Orr of uh, Sports Illustrated and the MMQB senior writer over there wrote a piece on Nathaniel Hackett. Now, uh, as we start to look at the coaching hires around the rest of the league, Everflus uh, going to Chicago. I kind of admit, admit I didn't really see that one coming. Sean Payton stepping down. There's a lot of change going on right now uh, throughout the league. So who was kind of the, uh, the, the team that will say won the coaching carousel thus far? Well, I mean, I think, you know, if, if you're, you know, I'm biased, right? Because I make a list, and if the team hires the number one guy off the list, I'm going to say that they did a good job. So I think the Broncos deserve a pat on the back there, certainly. But I think Eberflus is an interesting hire because, you know, you didn't go out and chase the offensive guy just because you had Justin Fields. You had an idea of who you wanted, and you hired the best guy for the job. And I think that while he's going to come out of left field for some people, I think a lot of teams want to hire from that Colts tree. I think their organization does things really well. And I, I just think Matt Eberflus is schematically a really smart guy. I mean, he's going to be able to do more with less. He took over that Indianapolis defense when it was a complete disaster and I think had them in the top ten in his first year. Developed some real stars there from the middle rounds of the draft. So I think that's just something that you uh, you got to like early on. It's just a guy that, regardless of what side of the ball he coaches, he's going to make things better. Aaron, I want to go back to Aaron Rodgers. We see Ben Roethlisberger calling it a career. Tom Brady we have not heard from. Certainly sounds like he's contemplating seriously retirement. And then obviously Rodgers would be on the fence. The passing of the torch because you got a lot of the young guns that are starting to come up. We knew Patrick Mahomes was bonafide. Now you got Justin Herbert. You got Joe Burrow. You got Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence, we're going to wait and see what happens next year with him coming out of that disastrous Urban Meyer situation. It seems like there's a real changing of the guard going on right now now in the nfl yeah uh, for sure i mean there's uh you know we've had these transitions before in the past i think and i think that th- this is just another one of those sea change moments and you know aaron Rodgers actually told me this a couple of months ago that you know it's not that the new quarterback class is better it's just different right uh, you know these guys are more mobile they're more um athletic and he said but you know one thing we can't really forget is his generation, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, those guys could just command a game. They knew all the audibles. They knew the offense from the inside out, all the checks. And so it's going to be a different looking NFL going forward. I think once all those guys actually retire. I know uh, you wrote the piece on Nathaniel Hackett. You also uh, wrote the piece on Joe Burrow and kind of went behind the scenes and looked at his rise uh, many are already picking him as the heir apparent to like an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so technically good and, and so good with the football, so smart up front, so tough as well, uh, and able to scramble and run and do so many different things. Give me your thoughts on the rise of Joe Burrow and this matchup with Patrick Mahomes this weekend. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I, I just don't think any of us really saw it coming uh, as quickly as it did. And so it's just such an impressive, um, it's such an impressive thing that he was able to do. And really, I mean, to be the most sacked quarterback in the NFL and to have the fortitude to stand in there after your knee gets torn apart and then to take nine more sacks in that divisional round game against the Titans. I mean, the guy is just unflappable and uh, he's playing football at such a high level right now. And 
for us in the business where we're trying to pick winners and losers, it's just so hard to discount how red hot and sort of effortless he's made everything look at this point this year. The uh, the the matchups this weekend uh, going into Kansas City, and I know Joe Burrow kind of incited Kansas City Chiefs fans by acting like the crowd noise there is no big deal, considering some of the uh, some of the hundred thousand you know seat stadiums he's played in throughout his collegiate career. Um, give me the thought going into this game and the matchup between these two quarterbacks and the matchup between these two teams. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think my big question is can. Um, can Kansas City rush the passer as effectively as the Titans can? Um, can they kind of take advantage of that right side of the line, which is which is really weak and it kind of has been more Joe Burrow's been feeling all the pressure? You know, Chris Jones and Frank Clark and those guys, will they be able to create the, you know, kind of run those games together to get into the backfield? If they do, I just, I don't see Joe Burrow being able to just, you know, that's a lot of weight on one guy for two weeks in a row to take whatever it is, 9, 12, 13 sacks. And so I, I think that is going to be tough, and it's going to be tough for them to score with the Chiefs, I think, at that level if they can uh, play some uh, play some sound defensive football. Then you've got the matchup out in L.A. Uh, with the Rams hosting the 49ers. Early on, McVay was able to get some victories, but six straight now. Uh, he has not been able to beat Shanahan. Shanahan, for whatever reason, schematically has had his number. I feel like L.A. has all the talent in the world, and they're ready to ascend. But the fact is, you're 0-6 in the last six ball games against Shanahan. I don't know. It can't be a wide margin of victory in that particular contest. Give me your thoughts on, on this one coming up this weekend. Well, I think it's interesting because I think what the 49ers do offensively just is is devastating to what the the forty uh, the Rams want to do defensively. You know, I think Aaron Donald is such that you know he's such a dominant player, but he you know he will get upfield and the 49ers can kind of block him out of the scheme using that um, that outside zone system and that they're so effective and they're so excellent at and so it, it it really is kind of just an unfavorable matchup consistently and the 49ers are just running the ball better than any other team in the NFL right now and that's tough that's regardless of what kind of coach what kind of system you have if teams are really going to be hammering the football like that I mean you got to be perfect and you know I would say Sean McVay and Matt Stafford have that ability to be perfect but haven't shown that over the last two games although both of their losses to the 49ers this year had some really kind of weird funny circumstances in there too uh, also, when you get into um, when, when you get into the, the the Packers side of things, going back to that, because as the world turns here, it's all green and gold. With Matt Lafleur obviously going outside of his staff at some point or another, you're going to have to kind of look for some pieces to fill back in there. Uh, the salary cap is going to become a major, major issue. And the second piece in all of this is not just Aaron Rodgers, but it's Devontae Adams. Looking at the salary cap breakdown, the Packers are only second to the Saints to having the most money over the cap at this point as far as what, they, uh, what they're capable of doing going into next season. What? How much different do you think this team looks, or do you kick the can down the road knowing that that TV money is going to go up exponentially in the following year? Well, I think you can kick the can down the road to some extent, and I think the Saints, too, and with the Packers, I mean, if you talk to people around the league, they'll always say the same thing. The salary cap is the biggest excuse that any team has not to make any moves. If you want to sign somebody, you can sign somebody. You can make it work. Um, teams just kind of use that as an excuse not to sign people. And I think that the Packers sure are tight up against it, but there's lots of stuff they can do contractually. If Aaron Rodgers to say they could design a contract that makes him, uh, you know, a, a tenured player there, but also the, long, the highest paid quarterback of the NFL, I think they can do that and fit Devontae Adams under there. But 
you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, he'll want to go where Aaron Rodgers goes. He understands that. He knows where, you know, his statistics, his touches are going to come, uh, no matter how how much he loves Green Bay and I think the area there. So it's going to be interesting. I, I, will they want to do it, I think, is the big question. I mean, they've they've been to the playoffs a couple of years in a row now. If you're Matt LaFleur, do you say, all right, let's pump the brakes and let's try to reload here for a second? Great stuff as always, Connor. I appreciate it. You've got the piece on Joe Burrow. you got the piece on Nathaniel Hackett, both over there at Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. Great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate it, okay? All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That is our uh, buddy Connor Orr from SI and the MMQB, senior writer over there. You can find him over on Twitter at uh, Connor Orr, at C-O-N-O-R-Orr, at C-O-N-O-R-Orr. Good stuff from him. Got a lot coming up yet today. Today is a good Friday. You've got uh, championship weekend coming up in both the AFC and the NFC games. Nice win last night by the Badgers as well. Uh, we can get back into that discussion just a little bit. Uh, also, you got the Bucks basketball big weekend coming up there. Also, as we can't forget about it, no word right now on Major League Baseball's front. Coming up the last hour of the program, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens. So we'll uh, kind of wrap up that season with him and start to look forward to our trip out to L.A. Stay tuned. We got a lot more, a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.